Hey everybody, this is Chris here to Cage the Best, my friend Lisa, no one knows. Hey, uh. We've got our other friend here, Jeannie G, the genie in the bottle. Hey, you guys. Today's topic is Jeannie's topic, so Jeannie, why don't you explain what we're going to be talking about? Yes, it's the six degrees of separation. It's a it's an interesting theory, idea, that um, was created um Back in 1929, by I'm going to butcher his name. I'm sorry. He's Hungarian. It, it's Frias, a hard one. Frias Carinthi. Um, very interesting. He was a poet. He was a creative writer. Um, and he wrote a short story um, called Chains. And it inspired a total, I guess you would say, movement and theory and concept that we will get into. And I'll talk more about the history, the idea and um, give some examples of six degrees of separation. It's very fascinating to me. Okay. Yeah, no, it sounds good. And just like with any other podcast that we do, uh, we'll bring in a few facts and uh, hopefully a great conversation. So we hope everybody enjoys. Lisa? Yeah. um, Going forward, we'd love to have you included in our conversations through voice and text notes. Uh, We have an email address. It's this, that, and the other lcj at gmail.com where you can send in your text or voice notes and we'd love to read them out. We'd love to play them out and um, have this podcast be more interactive and collaborative um, going forward in the future. And um, if you're enjoying our topics and you have any feedback or you'd like to give us some stars, if you felt like it, that'd be great on any of the uh, apps that you get your podcast from. And Jeannie. All right. And yes, please tell your friends, your family, your colleagues, coworkers, neighbors, anybody you strike up a conversation with, tell them about our podcast because it's really thought-provoking, compelling um, topics. And um, we would love to have more subscribers. We're building our audience, and we have a Facebook group called This, That, and the Other that you can join. And come be with us and listen to all our podcasts and all that good stuff. So, yeah, please subscribe. That's it. Cool. All righty. Well, uh, let's dive in. So let's go into the idea and the theory of six degrees of separation. Okay, so from Fries Carinthi in his his book, he had um, he wrote about uh, a person knowing another person, right, and how they are connected in between. Okay, so that's a little bit generalized, but the as people are six degrees or fewer. They have or six degrees or fewer social connections away from each other. Okay. And it was first written about in the, the chains um, short story by um, Corinthi. And what that means really is a friend of a friend. Okay. So I would, you know, Lisa's my friend, but we have another friend and Chris, we have, we have another friend. And well, then I mean, that friend like has you, another friend. You met me through Lisa. So that, that's a three degree right there. Right. Right. Actually. Okay. So I think that would be two degrees. That would be two, like the, um, the, in- oh, um, true, true, true. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it is three, like it is three degrees, but it's the, the it took two people to get to where it's back to Lisa. Right. So um, anyways, I know that sounds a little bit, I'm going to not try to make it complicated, but anyways, it's a friend of a friend kind of theory. And um, it also breaks down into it's a small world and we'll get into more into uh, it being a small world because of coincidences and running into people that we know that know other people that we know. It's really interesting. And there's also um, the handshake rule. 
And, um, and it's basically the handshake is six handshakes away from knowing one another. So it's like, okay, I meet this person. And that's kind of like, it's networking. And we'll talk more about networking as well um, as we go through this. But um, this did influence the idea of um, social networks. Uh, and um, we also will talk about um, the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, the game. And that was created by three Harvard um, students. And that's interesting because um, that also another Harvard student, um, um, Mark Zuckerberg, who created a social network, um, I think was inspired by this game. I, 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 that's just my idea. Like, I think that, I mean, like to get that kind of idea came from the birth of the internet and stuff like that. So anyways, um, Stanley Milgram, and I'm not going to get into the mathematics. There's some like mathematical stuff that proves this theory to be true but it's like I, I would need like a we would need a visual drawing board and like i because i'm a visual person to draw how it works but um stanley milgram is a psychologist was a psychologist at harvard go figure he was a harvard psychologist uh, harvard professor and he conducted an experiment and and i'm gonna try to explain this as best i can um so he sent 300 packages from Boston to Omaha. And, and so it, it, he was, the target was, was him. Right. But he sent them out to these other like areas, right. To see what would be sent back to him. And it wasn't like, Oh, you know, you could write your name down, you know, and, you know, send the, to the direct target. You had to like figure it out. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm I know I, had, I know this person. Can you, find their information or something like that. So I'm trying to explain that well. So anyways, the, the moral of the story is um, 100 people reacted to the 300. So he sent out 300 packages, 100 were received, right? And then they went out to other people, okay? Um, some of them were like, I guess they had like a network of stockbrokers and some of them went to different areas outside of Omaha, but 18 of them, 18 of the packages made it back to the target out of the 300. And so what that means is if you divide, um, okay, so 18 times six is 108. And I'm, I'm terrible at math, okay? But if you divide 108 by 18, you get 5.5, which is six degrees or less. So it's 5.5 that you would make, you could round that up to six. So it was six degrees, that 18 of those packages made it back to the original target out of 300. Yeah. And I, know, I, I hope I explained that right. Yeah, no, <laughs> like you're, you're pretty on point down like I mathematical equation. There's a couple of jumps in there, but it's later down the ladder. Like you said, I'll, I'll try to explain it the best I can, but it's uh, packages. It's, uh, first pa package sent was from person A to person B. And then from person B, to, well, then it goes from person C to person E because uh, D don't know person C. And then okay. uh, it goes from E to F, and then it jumps from F to J because G-H-I uh, don't know. Let's, let's see, did I get that right? I know. Yeah, That's I, good. I, I, I fucked that up. 
but uh, it goes from and then it goes from F to J and then it goes K and that's within the six degrees of six people. Not everyone has to know specific said person, uh, but as long as they're acquainted too, it still makes the trajectory of where it's supposed where the is. And the mathematical yeah. equation is extremely and uh, down like the concept of the six degrees is represented by like a graph database, uh, a type of NOSQL database, but it's a graph used to graph the theory to store, map, and query relationships. It includes like a power grid of mapping and analysis for disease transmission, mapping and analysis for computer circuitry design and search mm-hmm. engine ranking. Um, like we're all being monetized like, or, or at least monitored them. Uh, that that's how they find us that like, uh, like, and I know both of y'all have experienced this as well. It's like, like Siri is always listening. Alexa's always listening. Uh, if we're having a conversation about, let's say, uh, the Rothschilds, let, let's just say, no, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. First, it was popcorn. Um, but, uh, Roth- let's say we're Rothschild talking about the Rothschilds. And popcorn? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, root, 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 and bur- what, whatever. That's why I switched it to the Rothschilds. I couldn't think of how to say <laughs> the fucking popcorn guy. Um, oh, but let's oh, say yeah. we're root or whatever rutabaga uh, wait that's a car yeah, no, no. That, that, that's yeah. the car. Okay. i totally know where Any, you're going with anyway this. anyway let's say Something we're talking boxer. about the rothschild and our phone is sitting near us and we're having a conversation and then you go on to like social media or something and uh you start getting all kinds of advertisements about the rothschilds like we're yeah. we're being we're being monitored um like so or even even when like your search engine it, if i sit here and start looking up like spooky ghost stories or haunted places every advertisement i'm going to get is going to be about subjects yeah well, yeah you're kind of you're kind of delving into algorithms this is like the the foundation i think of all where all that came from in my opinion right. It's that's what it seems like, and um, that there's, but it even goes into sort of um, beyond that, as in like how everything we do can impact everybody. Um, it's almost, in my opinion, like the opposite of like nihilism, where it gives it can actually give you meaning if you delve into um, the six degrees of separation, because sometimes people think that they cannot make a difference one person cannot make a difference and if you thought that way or if like let's say Einstein or somebody like you thought that way then a lot of things would not have happened and okay yes people always give the example <coughs> for people who are famous like Einstein or whatever but I mean really everything we do has a ripple effect and it actually yeah. made me think of um Chris, one of your ideas that you've told me about, which I know you don't want to say it on the podcast, but um, it it would have a ripple effect um, in the same way. You know your you know what idea I'm talking about, right? Not yet. 
<laughs> you have something that's like a transferable item that will help people to do good. Um, you not remember you, your you, own idea? No, well, not the way you're explaining it, but you can go ahead and explain it. If we got it out, we can. Well, it's your idea with your coin where it's about oh, doing oh, good deeds. Oh, yes, yes. I do yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. And that, you know, if you do you do a good deed and the, the coin gets transferred yeah. to you. Yeah, you know, yeah. we'll, like we'll when... definitely cut that bit out. Well, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's kind of like the idea of, like, somebody in the queue buys your coffee and then the next person buys the coffee. You know, things like that where things have a ripple effect. And that can make somebody's day and make something go on, you know, somebody go on. And it it blows my mind because once it's one of the studies that I saw, I don't know if you came across this. Um, they had basically found this. Um, it's a sea, it's a worm in, of the sea called a sea, sea elegance, which I think is a really cool name. Probably for like a, a pretty cool a, name. It's a worm? A boat. It's, it's, it's a worm called sea elegance. And huh. basically we have apparently all the cells mapped. Um, so, which is unusual, which usually we cannot, you know, we have a, a hundred billion brain cells and we're not able to tell what is, who's the, who's the conductor, what's in charge. So this, um, Duncan Watts and, uh, Barbashi are a couple of, uh, mathematicians, um, and scientists who were looking at the different, uh, biological networks, um, in this C elegance and were able to still, and to see the same thing repeating which is that by the number six now that's where it just gets fascinating because it's been this study has been been done over and over again there was a bbc study or a bbc documentary and they did it with posting out packages to try to get them from random places all over the world like even small villages in you know remote places to try to get it to a specific person in boston now no, they, they they did it from Nebraska and like I, I should have wrote this down. This I, is a I different did research. It, that's but a, it was that's from different. Nebraska and something else, and they it's sent a, Omaha, it. Boston. But yes. she's talking about from a rural area, like a. Oh, this is oh, a different, oh, okay, okay, my bad. Yeah, this is a different study. So I'm saying that the study's been replicated now several times since. You know, we have the, the timeline of the short story is what came first um, by uh, Friggs uh, Corinthi in 1929. Yeah. Then the next kind of thing that happened was in 1990. There was a play called Six Degrees of Separation, which mm-hmm. prompted the film to be made, which prompted the guys in the this is all proving in a way the, the kind of the pattern. But then mm-hmm. the guys, the, the university students, mm-hmm. the, that was in the 90s. I think you're, I'm curious about your theory, Jeannie, about what came first, because Facebook was created in 2004. Right. Those guys created the thing in mid 90s. I'm not sure the exact date. So what came first, Facebook or these guys with the Kevin Bacon theory, you know? It's fascinating. It's really fascinating. I I mean, there's so many things that go into this, um, the six degrees of of separation and, um, and seeing that that C, um, worm uh was had had the same thing going on with the cells and the neural networks was the degree of separation was six they're seeing this pattern all over like basically it's like a universal pattern 
that, yeah. that we can that we're trying to you know understand um just what what is this divine sort of pattern that's going on in the universe that we oh. all struggle to 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 discover well in, in well, the 1950s uh, sorry sorry Jeannie. go ahead oh okay hold that thought just um the i, I don't have this specific year 1994 wait hang on um <clears throat> those three college students from harvard um, created that before the that movie came out. Okay, I don't know if the play came out first and then the college students p- c- created the game, The Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, the but I'll say, nice. I'll say it, it's yeah, it was before Mark Zuckerberg. It was before Facebook. It was before MySpace. Yeah. It yes. was before. Yeah. It was before all that. But um, just just an example. This is six degrees or less. So if you can play the game. So what these college students did you know like oh they and it was uh, celebrities are good to use because people know this you can you can you know and i know that's a smaller network it's a smaller network or small social network or small smaller community of celebrities but um joe pesci was in a movie with danny devito danny devito was in a movie with jack nicholson and jack nicholson was in a movie with kevin bacon so that was one, two, that was three degree, three intermediate intermediates before the fourth. So it was a fourth degree there. But so Kevin Bacon is linked to like every celebrity. See, <laughs> so, I was actually very curious because this is your topic. You've come up with that example. So I came up with one of my own also because okay. I thought it would be awesome if you've done that. Except mine ain't the movies that they're related to. These are personal relationships. Where okay. uh, I, I went from uh, Michael Keaton to Rose McGowan. Okay. So uh, Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer used to be in a relationship but got separated. Michelle Pfeiffer and Val Kilmer used to be in a relationship but got separated. Val Kilmer and Nev Campbell used to be in a relationship got separated. Campbell and Matthew Hillard was in a relationship and got separated. Matthew Lillard and Rose McGowan were in a relationship but got separated. And that's the link between Michael Keaton and Rose. But that's within six. Yes. Hilarious that you did your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, that's I, awesome. Or, that's, originally, that's, yeah. I was going Cruz and Selma Hyatt. I just pulled two names. But mm-hmm. then when I did my research, I found out that Tom Cruise used to be in a relationship with Penelope Cruz, and Penelope Cruz and Selma Hayek were friends and even starred in, like, the movie Banditas together. So they all three already knew each other. So that was just a quick one, too. That is impressive, Chris. Well, can I, I'm going to say something. Chris, and hold that 1950 thought still, please. I've still got I'm it. Happy- Okay. Um, I just want to say this. I, I was just looking back at you, like, I was – having a dopamine addiction uh, on YouTube the other day and I got into river Phoenix and um, you know, he was a, a bright star. Joaquin Phoenix's brother. That's uh, yes. That's Joaquin Phoenix's brother. He died of the Viper room in 1993. Right. That, that's but what right. I did, what I found, what I found out about that, I mean, it, it was a terrible heroin overdose. Like he did yeah. not mean to die. He was only 23 years old, but yeah. um, he was at the Viper room um, watching Johnny Depp perform with his band. And Johnny Depp was 
playing with Gibby Haynes from Butthole Surfers. I had no uh, idea that Johnny De- Johnny Depp was a Butthole Surfers fan. I'm like, Johnny Depp I, is kind of punk rock. Surfers. I love the Butthole Surfers. And Jeff Pinkus <laughs> is like friends that with my friends. That is the worst name for a band. Uh, that is one of the best names for a band. band. They I are such love... a good band, though. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's that Satan song, you know, Daddy with a kid that comes in the intro. What does regret mean, Daddy? Well, son, the funny thing about regret is it's better to regret something you have done than regret something you haven't done. And by the way, if you see your no mom this weekend, Satan. <laughs> Satan, Satan, Satan. But I was like, holy shit, Johnny Depp and Gibby Haynes were on stage when River Phoenix died. That's crazy. Yeah, but that, like, that's, that's that is, cool. I know. I mean, because I know Jeff Pincus. Like, I, he's, he was the bass player for the Butthole Surfers. So I mean I've at some I mean I mean I don't know how many degrees that is, probably that's probably in six degrees. Uh, I mean I don't I, know. I, I, it sounded like four. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. I was like, that, that was very what a coincidence there. So, anyways, I just wanted to that popped in my head, and I wanted to say that, and I wanted to sing the Satan, Satan, Satan. I'm not like I love Satan. It's not like that, but it's about whole surfer. So, well, it's like you even know. when you chose this topic, like I, I was really unclear on what this topic was, but then when I started doing the research, I used to actually play this game with a girl I was in high school with. Her name was either Melanie or Melody, something like that. I think it was Melanie, and yeah. uh, them. She lived in a trailer right down the road from me, and uh, I used I used to hang out with her brother, and uh, we'd be sitting there in the living room with like her mom and dad. I even uh, like her mom and dad worked for a moving company, and uh, my little sister was friends with her sister. That's how I met this one. She would sit there and she would ask me. She's like, "Give me two celebrity names," and I I would like started doing i was like tom cruise and val kilmer she's like that's too easy they were both in the same movie and she had to explain the rules of the game to me it's like give me two that you sync together and i would give her two names like jack nicholson and and fucking she would dwindle it down to fucking within five to six movies but i had no idea it had anything to do with the six degrees of separation that is i mean that's impressive to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, just in general, just to have that kind of knowledge about films that are, are and actors. And you definitely got to know your movies to play that game. Like with me, like, I know the characters of the movies. If if you try to tell me an actor's name, it's like, yeah, you know this guy. He's been in who you're talking about. It's like, oh, he's the one that played this character in such and such movie. It's like, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. I know the characters to play. Like I mean, I know I know like the famous of the famous, like fucking Jack Nicholson, Tom Cruise, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, I, like like the ones that everybody knows. But uh, if you try to tell me like Joe Blow, fucking, I ain't gonna know who you're talking about. But if you go, yeah, he's the one that played like uh, Mad Max. Oh, okay, I know Mad Max. Yeah, that's I mean. It's fascinating. Uh, so, uh, Chris, bring up that 19... I, I want to go back to what you were going to make a point about with the 1950s. Um, you were going to make a comment about that. Okay, yeah. Now, in the 1950s, Ethiopia Poole, a professor at Massachusetts in 
technology, along with Manfred Cochin, a research mathematician at IBM, set out to prove the theory mathematically on the six degrees of separation. Um, Unfortunately, (laughs) after 20 years, they were still unable to solve the problem to their satisfaction. But in 1967, an American sociologist, uh, Stanley Milk, devised a new way to test the theory, which he called the small world problem. Uh, He randomly selected people to send packages and everything, what you had just discussed. And uh, and Stanley Milgram is the guy who did the experiments um, with the electrocution. What? What? We actually spoke. We spoke about him on a previous podcast because he was the one of the. He's one of the guys who um, he created that experiment where to see if humans would electrocute other people. Oh, Mil- okay, Milgram. Yeah, Milgram has more things going on than just the six degrees oh, of separation. Yeah, that's all yeah, I, was saying. I, I did not. Make I thought that you might connection. have remembered that from the nope. previous podcast. Okay, that, that that's pretty cool though. It, Milgram oh. is the one that inspired the phrase the six. Uh, degrees of separation, though. So no, that that's a pretty cool connection. I'm I'm glad you made that connection because I I damn sure didn't. <laughs> and he was a psychologist, right? Not a psychiatrist. He was a psychologist. But I mean, they're always they're like they're they're deep. Th- they're I mean, there's a lot of deep thinkers out there, but I mean, they come up with a lot of interesting ways to deal with mental health and. Um, and how or how the world or the universe works, you know, or, or like you get into the science of it or the mathematics of it. You know, it can all be proven through math equations. Like if you're a math person like that, uh, the I know the name you just mentioned, it's hard to pronounce the Powell, 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 Powell at oh. MIT. Um, you know, there's a lot of brilliant people that were behind a lot of this networking development oh yeah no, it, it goes way further like the six degrees yeah, yeah. became accepted by a notion in popular culture after brett traden Ch- chaden uh it, it's t-j-a-d-n so i'm gonna assume the t is silent so Jaden mm-hmm. published a computer game on the university of virginia's web on the small world problem uh, Jaden also used the internet movie database to connect different actors in Hollywood, which is pretty much what we've already been talking about with like the Kevin Bacon. Um, but in 2001, Duncan Watts, who one of y'all just brought up a minute ago, I'm, I'm assuming, is, is that Alan Watts' son? Is, no, I don't okay. think they're related. Heard. No, because I know Alan Watson has a podcast of his own. I've listened to it, but when I when I saw this name, it threw me off, and I couldn't remember it was him. But he he recreated Milgram's experiment online, <clears throat> and he used an email instead of uh, sending out physical packages like the previous one did. He used email because it was now becoming a thing. And uh, surprisingly, the data collected by fighters and 19 targets in 157 different countries, average number of enemies indeed six. Uh, in 2008, Microsoft attempted to validate the experiment by uh, analyzing the chain links 
to connect uh-huh. 180 billion off Messenger, according to Microsoft, the average chain link was six. You know, it's interesting, the chain link going way, like, circling, oh, gosh, I don't want to use that word circle back because it's been used way too much, but I just said it. Okay, but going back to 1929 and um, Karini, Karinthi, um chain like chains chain links and now and they're building you know they're mining um cryptocurrency mm-hmm. with chain like it's it's all connected it's all like the block yeah the blockchain blockchains yeah it's, and- it's yeah it's it's crazy how this concept really did develop when the internet was born like and i mean all this stuff was thought about i you know previously but like the development of it and the concept and the idea and bring it to fruition and make and like, Oh, this actually works with these mathematical equations with the science behind it, with the proven examples. Um, and Oh, so we can build a social network. We can, we can build a network and now we can, we're, we're connected way closer than just six degrees now because of how big the network is. You know, well, that's like with uh, what you two were just talking about with like social media, Facebook, and like Lisa brought up the algorithm and shit. Yeah. Um, in 2016, a researcher at Facebook reported that social media had reduced the chain links of Facebook users to three and a half degrees of separation. A Dutch mathematician, uh, Esker, not even going to attempt the last name, <laughs> Dijkstra, something like that, is credited with developing the algorithm in 1956 that made it possible for Facebook researchers and others to find the shortest path between two nodes in the graph database. That was in 1956? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And you know what that reminds me of? Occam's huh. Razor. You what? Know, you know Occam's Razor, which is the theory that basically the simplest answer is often the correct one. And mm-hmm. in a way, yeah, like, because we have the tendency to overcomplicate things and quite second guess ourselves. Right. And yeah. That and that that proven theory in in the fifties is sort of finding the closest. Mm-hmm. What was it? How between the nodes. Uh-huh. The closest uh, path, the shortest path, right, right. The shortest. So it's like almost a yeah. simple, it reminds me of Occam's Razor where a lot of times. How would you go to A to B when there's so much on C and E and F to C? Well, it's like seeing repeating patterns. And that's yeah. what the whole thing is with the six degrees of separation is, is showing you that these patterns are repeated. And it's almost like, you know, there's kind of a... Um, uh, nature has like a hidden blueprint that we're kind of starting to discover. It even reminds yes, me of a hidden blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a blueprint. And, you know, since we we found it in that, that worm, we found it in our brains, we find it repeating <laughs> in social networks, we find it repeating with, you know, diseases, with viruses. Yes, yeah. Future viruses or human well, viruses, we also, how they spread. We also deal with it in like, have either of y'all ever had a project like say you're putting together a shelf right and um you put it together and you you just have that inner monologue where you're like that was to fucked it up somewhere <laughs> yep like down <laughs> yeah no no i must have missed something because that was too easy i didn't have the first problem 
Uh, yeah. I mean, but, but you this had... goes back. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna try to go into the science. I'm, well, okay, I'm just gonna just this I'm idea popped in my head. Of it, not the science of it, the psychology, of it. like like where we overanalyze things. It's like when things are complicated, thus is life. But when things when things work to us, like no, I had to have made a mistake. The things are not this easy. I, I had to have fucked up somewhere. I, I know I did, but you didn't. Uh, it well, just worked that, yeah, out according to plan. Well, that I understand where you're coming from with that. That makes sense. And the the brain has patterns too. Okay, I, I'm 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 reaching. I'm this is just my opinion or my my thoughts. Okay, I I don't have the research behind it, but the DNA the cord of the DNA has repeated patterns in it. And if, if there's a, a, a one thing that's off in the DNA and it's repeated again, I don't know if it's six degrees or what, but like, you know, and, and it turns out to be a cancerous cell or something like, you know, if it's repeated in the DNA, then it's, you're going to get whatever cancer it is, or, you know, you're going to, I'm sorry, I'm speaking in third person. I mean, I could, I could, you know, have, something in my dna that's repeated several times that could cause me to have some sort of disease that shows up later in life same thing with going back to being a kid and being in science class and the visual part of building like you know electrons and neutrons and what they look like and you know how they're these you know they're they're connected like they're connected like they're all connected in a, in a, a certain way and it's like oh wow you know that's how so it is it's like going back to the natural the organic part of it okay understanding science and how molecular structures are built and then what's repeated in nature and what's repeated within our bodies is pretty fascinating so it's like this i mean i guess i'm making it kind of i'm blowing it up but like this whole idea of, of six degrees of separation is it's, it's all interconnected within itself from, from computers, from artificial intelligence, from developers, from, you know, um, nature. I, like I it's, was it's, actually thinking it more towards like our deja vu podcast where other levels of deja, I would definitely have to go in and get my other notebook. Yeah. Remember the names of those where, you run into somebody, it's like, you seem familiar. I feel like I've met you before kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Or if they or, show up in your dreams. like Yeah, exactly. They, like, who was the stranger in my dream that was very vivid in my dream? Yeah. Right. Well, it's, it's showing that sort of interconnectedness. And it also taps into, for me, simulation theory. And it yep. taps into synchronicities, which are kind of like glitches in the matrix sometimes, you know. And yeah. Um, it just, uh, I don't know. I there's as I was going into this, it almost just, it's like it's sparking like a, a seed of a theory that I cannot quite put together in words. Like, but it's just, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, when you get the the chills when you feel like something's true, you know, but you don't know how you know. Europe. It's a very kind of intuitive uh, type of thing. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we're using all this theory, like, oh, that's what I wanted to say is um about the patterns. <coughs> uh, is that one of the things that they discovered uh was that it goes in 
hubs or like the the way that the patterns that they they discovered like so for example i know somebody i know 100 people but you know 200 people and one person only is in, living in a village for example and only knows like like a handful like a you know 20 people but th- that those people know the same people so what you what the patterns um are just dis- we discovered were through um like images of the brain and seeing images of the, like, let's say that the example with the emails going out and seeing the patterns of that, you, what you realized is that everything was in hubs, not in, um, I'm, I'm not intelligent enough to describe this properly. I don't know if that's making well, sense. I, I'm, but like no, I, I can take you back on that. Chunks, well, exactly what you're saying. No, you're making me, perfect sense. Well, me too. Well, there, there, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you, Chris. Um, so I, like I was going to describe the buttons and I don't know, I can't remember who put the buttons together. They put st- attached strings to the buttons in a circle, you know, and then you had to attach each button to each other. And, um, so what, but the way the pattern worked, uh, using the six degrees separation is you could pull the strings up and they become a cluster. Ah, it was yes, like, yes, that's a it good- would all become one. Like it was a cluster. So like, that's what I'm, thinking when you're describing hubs like is that what is that am i, yes, that's am I what i mean is clusters or like a, yeah same same difference right um right but i mean like i'm but yeah i saw this you know i was watching the video of it i'm like oh my gosh that's so interesting yeah how that works it's like so that pattern is repeated I mean, it's, it's like yeah it's like yes, it's in your brain in nature in your cells and in in uh you know social networks uh-huh. networks algorithms and they're all it's just this you know this universal language that we're just learning to speak which implies that this all could be a simulation um because yes. of that you know because we can and that ai could become quote-unquote sentient or have a consciousness because if we can already see that this can be repeated in a computer or a biological brain then i mean what's the difference what right. we, when when do we how do we differentiate anymore what is um you know biological and what's technological it's all intertwined and you know that it, it can develop like that ai brain will continue to grow like the more information it gets and it can separate or i mean it can the patterns and stuff, and then it can put things together like a puzzle. It can put anything together. Right. And it can continue to develop and answer questions that are really like insane questions because it's already experienced or gone. Like it has had that information put into the intelligence there. And it's like, it it just will continue to grow. I think that's fascinating to me. You know, like, I mean, technology is fast. It's just amazing science. and, And I mean, the organic part of it too. I mean, not to get, I guess, I'm sorry, I guess, I, I mean, I like talking about technology cause I it's, it's our future. It's, it's what's present and it's our future. Um, but going back to just before, you know, all the social media and the networking stuff and not even, I didn't even know about six degrees of separation back in the day, but like, I've, I mean, you, I think we all have had those encounters where we've run into somebody that knew somebody that, that knew somebody like, 
Um, I went to art school and this, I mean, I think this is kind of along the same lines, but it's only, it's like a first degree, but it's, it's just a really weird thing. Um, I, 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 I think his name was, um, his last name was green. He was a really great artist and I went to school with him and I was at the point and little five points <clears throat> and we would graduated from college, you know, and, and we were at the same show together. I can't remember the, 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 the show, the, the band, but, um, and I said goodbye to him and I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, go on my way. And he's like, I'm going to go my way too. great luck to you, blah, blah, blah. And so like two years later, no, yeah. Two years later, I, I had moved to Arizona. Like I started my, my first graphic design job in Atlanta, but I, I moved, I got transferred. I got a promotion to be an art director in Phoenix. And I went to LA to visit a friend of mine. This is like two years. I saw him at the show in the, at the point in Atlanta when we graduated. And then two years later, I'm at a coffee shop in Silver Lake, Los Angeles, California. And there, lo and behold, is my, my, my friend, my, my acquaintance from art school that I saw two years ago. I'm like, what are the odds? That is so weird. I know that's like, it's not like a six degree thing, but like, that's a first degree thing. I'm like, how in the hell did I just run? That's so cool. I mean, like I ran into him at a coffee. I never, I've never seen him again. But I ran into him in a coffee shop 3,000 miles away, two years later, you know, at the same time, this in the same place. And it was just such a weird, funny, strange experience. I thought that was really. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I had I had a very similar experience uh, down uh, when, when I moved up to Maine and I was to Georgia. Uh, to visit my family for the holidays and um, damn I had a connecting flight where we had to stop in Pennsylvania uh, to get to Georgia and I, I, I like I, I, I'm born and raised in Georgia went to school in Georgia uh, and everything and I moved to Maine nine years ago and uh, I lived up there for five years. Okay. Well, I was up there and uh, I, I got me a flight, had a connecting flight in Pennsylvania. And I get on the plane in Pennsylvania and the guy said, looks so fucking familiar. And uh, me and him decided to get a beer and start chit-chatting throughout the flight and everything. Turns out I went to school with this guy in Georgia. <laughs> and he used to be friends with the clique that I did not get along with. Uh, they oh. used to give me a lot of fucking problems. Oh, wow. And, uh, but damn, he, he was cool as fuck on the flight. But I mean, like you grow up and you grow, grow out of like your teenage years and yeah. popularity and all that bullshit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I met up with him in Pennsylvania uh, so the small world problem, yeah, uh, is it, definitely an influence. Like it, it's, it's, it's so weird. World. I mean, like it, as big as you think the world is, it's actually tiny. Yeah, and I guess my my example was the same. It's uh, I meant to I guess reference it's a small world, 
not, but yeah, like it is tiny, you know, running into people all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my, uh, so the per the person that assaulted me, uh, a while ago, um, I mean, I know like you have small, like, like areas, you know, rural communities and city, like, yeah. So, but like I was at a spa with my mom, um, and she took me for my birthday and the, the guy, and I, I guess I was having, I was kind of having a, not PTSD, but I was kind of having like a, like a emotional, I don't know. I was just, I wasn't quite right. But anyways, I went to the spa and she, the, the esthetician was really, really sweet to me. Um, very loving and kind. And I, I don't know how I, we opened up about stuff, but I started talking about my, the assault that happened to me with, with the dude that assaulted me. And I mentioned his name and she's like, I know him. <laughs> I'm like, really? She's like, Oh yeah, I, I, I know him. And I'm like, yeah, well he, he passed away. You know, he, he killed himself. So, and, and anyway, she ended up praying for me. She wanted to h- hug me and she's a really wonderful esthetician, but um, she, I mean, I guess it was, it's a smaller knit community, but it was interesting that she knew him. He was a very, you know, charismatic, outgoing person. So he, he made himself known. He was like a nurse, like a, Ooh, look at me. You know, I'm, I'm a big, big boy, six foot five. And I played baseball and woohoo, you know, look at me, look at me, you know, I'm, I'm amazing, you know? Uh, anyways, going back to the six degrees of separation and it's a small world and my experience with, um, you know, that friend that, uh, was in LA at the same time as me too. It's, that was just really interesting. So it is, yeah, it's a small world and that happens a lot. You know, it's like you run into somebody that, you know, like, Oh, so I was at the, um, I was at Gibbs gardens up there in North Georgia, up in, you know, near big canoe and near blue Ridge. And, you know, that's just north of Cumming, Georgia. Uh, Gibbs Gardens is a beautiful um, botanical garden. And, um, you know, I didn't say hello to my um, old boss, but when I was in insurance, he was basically the, um, you know, he was the owner of the agency. And um, he was, I just strolled right by him. I didn't, but I didn't want to, and he was with his little girl and I didn't want to like, say oh hey you know like that was with my family and stuff but it was really weird like that like I ran into him it was on Mother's Day it was on Mother's Day but like he was um so I I didn't see his wife with him she must have been with the other daughter that they have but I mean I wanted to say hello but I didn't but it's like I just just strolled right past me I don't think he recognized me because I'm a little bit I've gained some weight you know so I don't look the same that I used to um but um yeah, it was really interesting. It's like, oh my gosh, what a small world it is. You need to just cross paths with somebody, <laughs> you know, that you used to know. It's like, oh, I used to know that person. And, and then, you know, and that's it. You never know if you're going to cross paths with them again. If you keep crossing paths with them, it's okay. It's like, okay, we have some sort of connective energy here or <laughs> something. You know? And that's what could be happening in these coincidences or synchronicities. It, it could be that that's the universal language of telling you that you're meant to connects with somebody or you know yeah. and, and i was about to bring up the same thing it's like maybe that's how you know when you connect to somebody like and, and I, i'm pretty sure i brought this up in the previous podcast about when you're trying to find your soulmate about the greek mythology of uh 
people were initially born with two heads, four arms, and four legs, but because they thought those people were uh, too powerful, paraded them, the gods did, and now you're trying to find that other half. Uh, that uh, you're trying to find the other half of your. Sure. Uh, and yeah. I mean, I would say the same thing would sink into uh, find, finding like your click. The people like, like, what are the odds that me, you, and Jeannie would have started this podcast had that I would have ever met Jeannie? I mean, it probably would have never fucking happened. But because I met you under certain circumstances, me and Jeannie were able to meet up. And now we have 26 episodes of a podcast. Almost 27. But Almost. Well, we're at 26 today. So, uh, 27. 27. No, today, today, 26. 26. Okay. I think it's twenty-seven. No, oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Next week's twenty-seven. I've got it written down right here. Okay, I have it written down as twenty. Today is twenty-six. <laughs> I literally have it. it's twenty-seven. Yeah, but we'll have to go. Through. I haven't. I haven't counted, the but um, so I don't I, know. I have. I have every episode written down on the back of my notebooks. Uh, I, I write down every single episode. Well, I do too, but. <laughs> Uh, we can have a debate about this. Obviously, Lisa, right. you're wrong. I'm right. No, well, it just depends. <laughs> you might you might have miscounted. Yeah, you might have miscounted. Who knows? Oh, I I ain't saying in a smartest. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I don't know. I haven't counted yet, but I just I just know I go to Spotify and we can scroll. And there's a lot. There's a lot there. So. No, I, I, I mean, I, I ain't going to argue with Lisa. I, I mean, hell, I might have missed one, but I'm pretty sure our last uh, four was uh, Krampus, dealing with depression, intuition, following your gut, communication, part two, and communication, part one, uh, which is 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. It's going to be 27. You're, you're forgetting the bonus episode, the one that was... Oh, when I, I skipped out. I, yes. I, could, I no, bailed out. So. I've, I've got that one written down, too. Go and count in Spotify right now. <laughs> just, I mean, I just counted. Oh, it's all good. Like I said, I might be well, wrong. Well, it's funny if debate. I am, I'll, I'll go in and correct it on my notes, because, like I said, I write down every episode on the back of my notebook. So, if I missed one, my apologies. But uh, no, no I, I think we're on episode twenty-seven. If we're on episode twenty-eight, that's fucking awesome. It's, we're on episode no, we're twenty-seven. On, episode episode twenty-seven. I, I mean, upcoming. Okay. Yeah. Right. One okay. will be twenty. All right. So, anyways, so let's get. Uh, I mean, I I don't know if we're just yeah. Um, gosh, getting back on point with um the six degrees of separation, I just find that it's just another theory. It's, it's another way of, of talking about science and nature and patterns and simulation. Very good theology. It, it, yeah. I, theology. That's yeah. Theology? Is that right? Sorry. Theology. Is it theology? Religion? No, just the theory. Theory. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it, it's, uh, it's a person of uh, a concept. Um, and, and that's what we do on this podcast. Uh, we're philosophical. We we ask the unanswered questions. Uh, we ask uh, answers for theories and theologies that cannot be explained. Um, and even the people that came up with the six degrees of separation uh, spent over decades trying to explain this and could not. Uh, without a mathematical equation, and uh, we're not, uh, we're we're theologists, uh, ideologists, and uh, philosophers. Them, uh, even though we're not educated in those fields, we're not stupid people. Um, we ask, we we still being undereducated. Out, uh still have the appropriate uh, mindset to still ask these forms of questions, even though we don't have the answers to them. But uh, it still makes sense to us. Yes. Yeah, so um, theology is mostly related to religion. Um, theory is yes idea and, no. and concept. Yes, it's a the- theology is labeled um, it's God and religion. Um, theory but is we, ideas we and concepts. Conversations too, right? Uh, but I don't think we uh, in this talking about six degrees of separation. I don't think that we really brought up any religion, not not in this or episode, God. No, but, no yeah, we've not, been talking not, about not, science. Not in this episode. I think Chris, yeah. you said theology, and what you meant to say was theories, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, we've, I, we've I might done have theology. It, but no, we we've had we've had a, a couple of topics where religion was brought in. So I would still say that we we still get into theology. Like like any time I promote us, I, I promote us as philosophical, ideological, theological. Um, because these are topics that we do discuss. Maybe not this one per se, but uh, but no, we we have a very vast field of topics that we do discuss. Yes, I don't. Yeah, I, I really enjoy our podcast. I I really enjoy our topics, and I, I absolutely love this topic. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to me because it's it's all it's open. It's open to um, arguments, but there's also proven mathematicians can actually make the formula work for, you know, seven, uh, seven degrees or less or se- yeah. seven, seven connections, six intermediates or less to make uh, a connection. It's now like it's 3.5. It's like mathematicians will tell you. It's like mathematics is the language of the gods. Yes. Because it's the only language that makes sense. And I mean, like, for them, it makes sense. You give it to me. Uh, sorry, I can't do anything above multiplication. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never get algebra. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, and, and I'm glad we're on this because this actually triggered a memory. Like, I showed this one dude. Uh, I used to be a cook for the Huddle House. The uh, we had the, these two college students that used to come in. I ain't going to mention their names. Um, 
but uh down he he was a mathematician and like i mean fucking just super fucking intelligent and uh one day i showed him a, a card trick and he's like there there's a reason this card trick works and he sat there and he wrote down a few notes in the paper and then told me it's like yeah it only worked because you did this this and this and it's like how the fuck do you know that it's like i mean just totally destroyed my card trick with mathematics <laughs> and it's like well fuck now i don't feel like it's that impressive like it, it, it people that don't know mathematics yeah totally destroyed it through mathematics um, yeah yeah i wish I was a- it, it was so impressive to watch him work and figure that out because he figured it out in less than five minutes wow that's like the rubik's cubes guys like they can, oh, yeah. i know there's a whole there's a whole system to like that rubik's cube thing i, I oh, mean yeah. like there's it's all it's all math once you know the trick it's no longer impressive yeah, but it looks cool when you're just like, oh, shit, you just figured that out in, like, three seconds? Yeah. How the hell did you do that? But it's like, oh, they did it because there's a – it's a puzzle that – it's it's a there's a system involved. There's a pattern. There's a pattern, you know, no, if you can like, figure out the pattern. It's like that show that I watch. Um, I've mentioned it a couple times. I mean, like, I mentioned them again. Who knows? Maybe one, one day they'll sponsor us. Um, but they're called Smosh. And uh, them, uh, they they did a, a little uh, skit on Wonder episodes uh, here recently where uh, they they tested the knowledge between the cast and the crew, and one of the cast or one of the crew members stated that she could solve in twenty seconds, and she sat there and did the shit on camera exactly twenty seconds. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, but I'm still like fucking uh, Abe in Hellboy. It's like, 20 years, I have only completed two sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have not done the Rubik's Cube. Uh, fucking, I, I know, and I mean, my mom even told me that one day because she them for fucking a Rubik's Cube. And she's like, as soon as you figure out the actual way to do it, it's no longer entertaining. Yeah. Well, isn't that a loss of life, really? Yeah. That, I mean, that people get so bored with others. Like, like I, it's not stating that I am surpassed what your intellectual level is. Still sitting there questioning things when I already know the answers. So I could understand why Albert Einstein and Tesla and all of them looked at us like we were a morons. Yeah, we're still asking the questions, but they know the algorithm to it. Yeah, you know what? Like, I mean, the you know when I was a web designer, <clears throat> I was on the front end of design, right? I wasn't like the back end programmer and stuff, but to to really build a website back in the day this is before it got easy to build websites um you know you had to like know about the infrastructure and how to build it to make it easy to break apart or break down mm-hmm. so i think about the the person that invented the Ru- rubik's cube i'd have to do research on that but um i mean how 
the, whoever developed the Rubik's cube, like that was some reverse engineer. Like, I mean, like that's pretty intelligent. Like that is like, there's a smart the, motherfucker. The like, ones to, I look at is the transformer toys. Hmm. The tr- yeah, the tra- oh, who created the fr- transformer toys, but um, I've spent years trying to figure out how to take a car and turn it into a robot, and I just can't figure it out because you got to move A to J and E to fucking W and shit like that. But like my brother, fuck sit there and do that shit in 20 fucking minutes and yeah. they they even came out with a new transformer I, I i can't think of which one it was i actually just watched a video on it um but it's probably the most complex transformer toy ever created and like you have to move this flap to get this piece up and then close that to get this piece to move like who whoever can actually whoever has the complex mind to be able to create create something like that yeah is beyond genius yeah i mean like i even think about that shit today like with creation of cars i i know this has nothing to do with the six degrees (laughs) we are so far off topic but it's okay it's yeah, cool stuff, but though. like, it I really mean, is. think about like with cars. It's like, okay, you've got to have this piece in order to get this piece to work, but this piece has to be exactly this size and have this capacity in order to run this without overloading or underloading this piece. It can operate this piece. Like, I mean, like, Okay, it takes exactly six ounces of this fuel to run this piece. I mean, is a fascinating fucking thing. It is. It is so fascinating. And we're not far off topic. We're not. Because I just looked up um, Rubik's Cube. The inventor was Ernio Rubik. Rubik's Brown Limited. Yeah, that's right. And, And there's an algorithm for the Rubik's Cube. I mean, there's a built-in algorithm, and I'm sure that that is <clears throat> that's what makes some of the online games that we have now is to go off of his formula. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, but like, gosh, you know, that's pretty impressive. So yeah, there's an algorithm for that. So we would talked about algorithms <laughs> earlier. Well, so this all goes back. Algor- well, it all goes back to the six degrees of separation yeah. because it was it developed it helped develop technology. I mean. To a certain well, degree, it, yeah. It's kind of like the algorithm with the keyboard. Okay, do you know who created the keyboard? It, no. It's actually, it, it's actually spelt out on the keyboard. Quirky. Quirky. Yeah. Yep. Oh, is that right? Is it on the, yep. okay, if I look Q- at the keyboard right now. T- That's cool. Q-U-E-R-T-Y, I think. Yep. Wow. But so, you know, you know, you do you know like, who invented the toilet? Down. Hang on, well, hang on. I, I, I got a point to the keyboard. Okay. Um, right. like QWERTY created the keyboard, but could you sit down and write down every number on the keyboard? No. But uh, your fingers can remember every single fucking key. But you could not draw a keyboard. 
Well, depends on memorization of that too, but like memory, there's memory involved with that too, though. There's Mm -hmm. memorization and practice. It's muscle memory. I would have to. We'll know every key, but if you tried to get me to draw it from memory, I I wouldn't have. I would have to imagine myself typing. Yeah, and then I think I would be able to do it, but not perfectly. No, but I think I would be able to if I, you know. I could I could do that. I could do the letters. Unless and, you have a photographic memory. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, Is that even like, real? It's, it's My grandfather memory. had a photographic memory, yes. Uh, he would Is that tell real? Us, yeah, he would tell us oh, yeah. to give no, him my, a list of like... My brother has a photographic memory. But, he, but, he remembers shit from when he was... Like, he he forgets nothing. Yeah. Can you Please hear me? I can hear yeah. you, hon. Oh no! I honestly, I thought I thought something. I had a glitch. Um, oh, okay, no, you're good. Because, um, yeah. So no, my grandfather had a photographic memory, and he uh, would tell us to give him like twenty numbers, and the numbers could be long, like tw- you know, thirty, three hundred and four, one thousand and two. So he and he was calculated. He would be. He would just look at the piece of paper. We'd write them down for him, and then. We'd have the piece of paper. He'd only take like he would take like a, I don't know, less than a, like a minute, and would just look at it and then write right back and do it straight away. Be able to do it. Wow. Yeah. And my my uncle, um, on on the same on my mom this is on my mom's side of the family. Like, but he was a, uh, well, he was actually like he his IQ was genius level. So, um, I don't know what happened to me along the lines. I guess my oh, dad, shut up, Lisa. My You're very highly intelligent. Intertwining, <laughs> but the, my on my dad's side, they had they had some interesting tidbits too. But I probably get more of my craziness from the we we can well the the crazies are the, the crazies are the most genius. The crazies are the most genius. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. But right. I gotta tell you a joke real quick. Yeah. About the keyboard. I mean, and this can be cut out, but it's it's just a funny joke. Um. Because I guess we're probably going to be wrapping it up since we, you know, kind of drifted off into another yeah. interesting topic. But My um, bad. so, do you know who invented the toilet? No, John Crapper. Oh, John John Crapper. <laughs> Is it John Crapper? I think it's John Crapper. Yeah, <laughs> that's why all the toilets they, are known as the John the Crapper. <laughs> the John and, and, and the, the Crapper. Wait, hang on. Let me look that up. But I, when I found that out, I just felt fell out of my chair because I thought that was funny. I'm like, oh no, what do they call it? The Crapper, you know? <laughs> but it's I think it's John Crapper, the John and the Crapper. Hang on, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, okay, well now my apparently it was a uh, Sir John Harrington, an English. Yeah, I, I know it was royalty. What? I don't know, Sir John. Okay, but the I Crapper was. Crapper invented the toilet. Was it what? Okay, the am I messing up my joke? Of the Crapper. While <laughs> Thomas Crapper gets most of the credit due to his 19th century innovations, the real story of who invented the first flush toilet is much more controversial than most people realize. Oh, um, so Crapper so wasn't the first. We oh. can do a whole <laughs> podcast episode on the toilet and the Crapper. Yeah, and we could even <laughs> include the Snapper. The Snapper? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? You know, the sn- one of the first lawnmowers, 
And the snapper was also considered uh, one of the first uh, names for the vagina. <laughs> what? Are you yeah, talking the, about like the snapper? Oh, the snapper. Like the snapper? That- I've never heard of a vagina be calling a, a snapper before. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's very old school. Really? Wait, isn't wow. there that that like that that story about like a a woman trapped like with the teeth trapping? No, the- that that's total. But can correlate into it. There's even a movie about it, and I own the DVD called Teeth, where <laughs> the woman has vagina vagina dentata. Which means she has partially shark in her tongue and can beat guys dicks off. I think you must have told me about this because yeah, <laughs> no that that's vagina dentata and uh, relates back to like the Medusa age. Well, I thought um, that was a beaver. No, that that was the snapper. Uh, it was the beaver. Well, the it beaver the is beaver. still the be the beaver is still a thing, but the beaver was because of the. No, is that the teeth? I thought it was the no. teeth. Oh. No, that that's because of the fur. I don't know. Oh. But beavers, uh, go and saw through wood and then agreed. A, yeah, no, you could definitely bite through my is wood. Considered to be wood. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense that the beaver is anyways. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, okay. So that was a lot of that was a fun segment right there. Agreed. I mean, who knows? We might keep this all for uh bonus material because I think it's great. Who... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, well, all right. Well, let's uh let's close this up, Lisa. Uh, what is your next topic for next week? So I actually changed my mind from what I was going to do whilst we were having this conversation. I want to delve more into algorithms. Um, I think there's a book I've read. It's called Al- Algorithms to Live By. Um, no, I've read it already. And um, I'll probably dip into it and reread it. But uh, there's ways that algorithms can actually improve our lives on a daily basis. And I want to just see what we all come up with um, just in general about algorithms because they are controlling more and more. And as we found out, algorithms can possibly be like a hint into the universal language of the universe, possibly the blueprint of, of everything, of biology and technology combined. So uh, I'm curious what sort of uh, information we get from that. And um, yeah, I, I feel like with, with this theory of the, uh, w- with Jeannie's topic, it just kind of, it, I feel like it would be a good one to, to link it um, and to see how algorithms can actually help improve our lives too. Yes. They're not all, uh, they're not any... all bad. They're, they're, they're seen everywhere. There's tons of ways to algorithmify your life. So um, would would you like us to each individually bring in an algorithm for our own individual subject? Um, if you wanted to, you could do it that way. Um, I think you don't. I mean, the way that usually when I research based off of people's topics, I tend to see go down the whatever rabbit holes it brings me. And then when we collaborate, I enjoy the fact that you came up with something that I didn't know and we, we tried to bring it full circle so do I. Kind of, 
kind of how like all of our episodes, our topics somehow are intertwining, even though they're not intentionally meaning to. Yeah. Um, which kind of brings us into the the six degrees oh. of separation. A lot of our things are just I don't know they're going with the flow of it, and I just um, yeah, it's not like a specific algorithm. Like obviously I am not a computer programmer, but their algorithms are seen in patterns in your life. Patterns. And there's, yeah, like there's ways like choosing should you wait to find the parking spot closer do you take the first one there are things like that there are lots of yeah. little rules that you that are like kind of tricks to know the numbers behind things that help you to uh make better choices yes yeah does that make sense yes yeah. that makes uh, sense. Pa- like elevator. Yeah. the the bell on the elevator rings twice when it's coming down and it rings once when it's going up Simple. Is that, I, did, yeah. I did not. I did not know that. Well, so I, like, I actually just found that out this week. Okay. Well, uh, patterns. Okay. So algorithms are patterns. They're they're routine. They're patterns. They're patterns. They're they're equations, and so it makes it'll always have the same results. It'll always have the same result depending on the algorithm. Um, and I know that's you know I, I'm I'm speaking from a you know when I used to code. At, in web design like i was at just yes. a like job i just did, did javascript and wht dhtml dhtml w um but <clears throat> when you have a code you know and you continue to use that same code it will get the same algorithm so yeah it, there's many algorithms out there but i would talk from a perspective pa- of pattern like I, I would come from a visual kind of like not get to i would keep it generalized like i did with the six degrees of separation um just talk about like the patterns and and how how that you will get the same result if you do the same thing if mm. you do the same thing over and over, you're going to get the same result you yeah. know i mean that sounds yeah, like a crazy I mean, the definition of insanity <laughs> well okay no, i didn't mean, <laughs> okay, I didn't mean to you're be... you're going to do the same again expecting yeah, a different so outcome I, I won't i won't use expecting a different outcome that's the crazy part but if you if you uh, like, expect I, the same result, with you. I'm just kind of teasing you at the moment. Yes, well, yeah, but <laughs> I'll probably won't use that phrase in our conversation. But yeah, I think that algorithms were great. Like it's interesting yeah. because this goes back to YouTube and Google and um, Alexa, and you know they they hear us or they mm-hmm. record our data, our history, and then they will pop up ads based on what we've searched you know and it's like oh okay and there's there's some artificial intelligence uh, and intelligence involved in that but it's it picks up main parts of the code and it'll it'll make that algorithm to continue to push things that are our interests you know so i think that's fascinating so and i'll probably do typical gauge the best i'll probably try to find some kind of algorithm that we don't think about and uh uh try to fucking throw us for a loop okay that sounds good that that sounds interesting because uh yeah there's a lot we could go into it like how algorithms can help us to be better critical thinkers um and how they're negatively impacting our lives which most people know more about the negative side but there are positive sides too but yeah, I, li- I like like where you're thinking. So I think that'll be fun. And yeah, um, no, that... help us. 
I like the fact that we were on this train and I did, I kind of didn't feel ready to get off of it with regards to the, um, with Jeannie's topic. So yeah. So cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed it. And um, as you know, you've got our email address. It's this, that, and the other, lpj at gmail.com, where you can send us in text notes and voice notes if you so would like to join the conversation. All right, you guys. So Lisa, look forward to next week um, and Chris and talking about algorithms. That's going to be fun. All right. right. Sounds good, everybody. All right. All right. So see you next time. Peace out. Okay. All right, everybody. Peace out.